1: An Irish Independent digital subscription doesn't just get you the news. It gets you the best of Ireland's stories all in one place. Whether it's the best of politics, business, sport, entertainment or lifestyle. Get it all for just €4 a month for 12 months when you first subscribe. Visit independent.ie forward slash subscribe today. Irish Independent. Terms and conditions apply. Cancel anytime. Have you heard... They're doing it in home offices, waiting rooms, in the back of the car and even in the supermarket queue. If you're on social media, you might have noticed the latest trend, which is posting your results from a new word guessing game called Wordle, created by the now famous Josh Wardle. Get it? And while the non-stop bragging might have some people reaching for their mute button, there's actually no denying the popularity of this new online word puzzle. I'm Denise Kalnan, and to find out more and to discuss other viral fads that we've had throughout the years, I'm joined by Wordle's super fan and accomplished writer and columnist Stephanie Prysner and the Irish independent gaming critic Ronan Price. So full confession here, guys, I'm a Wordle fan, but I might get you, Ronan, to give us a quick idea of what it is first and how it came about. And then, Stephanie, you might start sharing some tips with us.
0: A Wordle is a game that sort of had a, a stealth launch on the Internet uh, about three or four months ago before Christmas. Apparently, it was created by a New York based software engineer to entertain his girlfriend. And he... He discovered that his friends and uh, family liked playing it so much that he put it up on the wider internet for people to play. And it's basically a word puzzle game uh, in which you have to you have six guesses to guess a five letter word and you input your first guess. And it tells you if you've got your wrong guess, uh, wrong letters, guessed and correct letters, guessed. And based on that, you make further guesses. So it became it became a very slow builder. Um, until one person, uh, one player on the internet, put up their solution using a sort of an icon-based grid, and shared it on Twitter, uh, showing how they had solved it. And with that, it started to take off because because the creator built in that shareable solution into the into the game itself. And so when you had uh, completed it and and won the game for the day, shall we say, uh, everybody could see how clever you were. And so it took off wildly before Christmas and where it had hundreds of users suddenly had thousands of users. And I believe last week it had two million users.
1: Wow. And I think what's making it successful really is that simplicity of you actually only get one guess. There's only one word to guess every 24 hours. Stephanie, you're one of the OGs in the Wordle world. You started this well before the rest of us.
2: Um, I did not, Probably not well before the rest of everyone, but definitely before it became, you know, something that everyone was talking about and I didn't share it and um, but I love word puzzles like I'm I'm I just I'm really good at them and I and I really love them and and I and I ha- I, did, I held off sharing because I feel like it's inelegant to say like look how clever I am but everyone then starts saying look how clever I am and then I was able to say look I'm I'm pretty cleverer than most of you <laughs> but pretty cleverer isn't even afraid um but yeah it's just so much fun and I I'm always looking for a different puzzle game. So like I do the New York Times puzzle and I do the Sunday Business Post, um, the cryptic crossword and I do the independent crosswords. So it's something that I've been doing for a really long time, which I think stands to me because it seems like a very simple puzzle, but there are actually ways to kind of, um, not hack Wordle, but there are strategies that you can use.
0: Cheat, Stephanie, I think is the word you're looking for.
1: Why is that cheating? (laughs) Yes, Stephanie. I'm. In, I'm intrigued. What are your tips? Because I, I have struggled now with one or two Wordles. So, what kind of tips do you use?
2: Like I have to take umbrage with this. I never ever cheat at anything. I have a very strict moral code. But the thing with Wordle is okay. So you've got six chances, and you have to guess a five-letter word, and there are obviously more letters used typically in the English language, like putting X into your first guess is a waste of a go because the chances of it having an X in it, you know, it's just highly unlikely. And so what you want to do, there's two kind of main thought processes out there and we battle against each other privately on Twitter as to whose is the best. Some people, they go forward with their vowels. So they'll put up words like for the first guest, they'll put up words like audio or maybe Ouija, like a Ouija board. So that's O-U-I-J-A. And that will give you a sense of like what vowels are in it, because if it's none of them, you know, there's an E in it. And if it's one of them, you can put an E as your next guest. Then there are other people who say that the most common consonants in the English language are R, S and T. And so they will start with words like tears or tears, depending on how you pronounce it. and then you get a sense of like, these are the most common letters that there are. Um, yeah. So so it's not just a random game and you can be very intentional and strategic about it.
1: Yeah. I feel like I've been a little bit naive now at Wordle so far because I tend to sit down with the keyboard and just type any random word in first. So, Stephanie, what I think were your... That's what? the intention, though. Like, I think that it's meant to be fun. I just
2: take um, word games very seriously um, because I get so much self-esteem from them. And so um, I'm so bad at most of the things that become popular. Like I'm I'm terrible at Sudoku, anything with numbers I'm bad at. And I'm not great at, you know, socializing or getting on board with like Love Island, you know, those sort of mass attractive things that people jump on and become a water cooler moment. Most of those I'm terrible at because I just find those things difficult. So these things I take very, very seriously, seriously, but it's meant to be a game.
1: So Stephanie, what did you think about the day that they had controversially an American spelling as the word? Favor. It Favor. was the worst day. Social media exploded. Five.
2: So that took me five guesses and I usually average around three guesses. And it was F-A-V-O-R, which is not a word. Like that's not an English language word. Um, and so it was very difficult for people in Ireland and England and in the English speaking world that isn't America to get that one correct. And, you know, I guess we have to accept terms of the culture of where this was created and it is an American game and we're very grateful.
1: And the partner of Wardle, actually, her response to it was, well, you know, you made it for me and I'm American. So that's that. There was no sympathy at all for the the half of the world that were giving out about the American spelling. So it is kind of like a scrabble on the go of sorts. And we've had copycat versions emerging already. I don't know if you have played Swerdle, Swear Words or Queerdle. It's got a little bit of a gay twist on, on the word game. Um, I guess no. one of the best things about Wordle is that it's free. Ronan, is this what? What kind of what's making it so clever, and what's making it the viral sensation that it is? First
2: of
0: all, it's very simple, as in everybody can grasp it. There's not there's not much complexity to do it. I think that the dictionary of words that it, that it uses, obviously five letters, is never going to be very complex. But it doesn't use very obscure words and with the exception of the the American spelling issue I think most people have a good chance of of guessing the word. but I think what also has made it viral is its shareability uh he cleverly built in the the way to to show how you had solved it which which doesn't tell you how you solved it but tells you how many goes you took took to solve it. so I've seen an enormous amount of that on 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 Twitter people sort of smugly saying look at this I saw one guy uh, on the day of the American spelling it, uh, controversy saying he solved it and won because obviously he saw the the chatter about the fact that it was around American spelling, and ah. so he he guessed perhaps favor. So so it it became it became a sort of phenomenon in that way. And and Stephanie was saying it's about showing how clever you are, but but also it's a simplicity. It doesn't make huge demands on you. It's once a day. It's not like the whole doom scrolling thing where you're endlessly mm-hmm. doing another one, doing another one. I mean, if
2: I look, at it's the, the same. It's the same word for everyone, which I think really unites.
1: Yeah. And Stephanie, I actually played three or four wordles before I even realised this, which makes me feel so behind in the times. But I started playing this wordle and then I realised, Oh my gosh, it's actually, this part just had not clicked with me at all. I was just oblivious to the fact that everyone was guessing the same word every day. I think what makes it good as well is he noted Wardle in an interview he had that really, he, he knows the success to online viral games are aspects like endless playing and push notifications and sign up requests. And actually, Wardle doesn't do any of that. It, would you almost term it old school, Stephanie?
2: it's really old school, it's free and there's no ads and you don't have to like buy tokens. You know, it's just very, very, very simple. It's like connect, it, Simplicity is like connect four, you know, like you get the little tiles and they're either green or they're orange, which the orange says this letter is in this word, but it is not in this position, which really gives you some sort of like, you know, it's like breadcrumbs towards the gingerbread yeah. house and it's quite addictive. But I also like that it's not, it doesn't take up too much time, you know? So like I got very addicted to words with friends, which was basically where you would play Scrabble with a friend of yours through your phones. And in that one, you have to collect a streak. So you get, you know, you get rewarded for being on 10 days without not playing and 11 or whatever. And I fell out with my friends because they broke our streak or <laughs> I wanted to play, you know, like I'd play my word and then I'd be texting them being like, it's your turn, like play your word. You have to do it now. And they'd be like, I'm at work. So this really helps because like once it's done and I kind of do it usually around half six in the morning, I'm like a little bit sad then because it's over for the day and I can't go on and do it again. And I then text my friends and I'm like, okay, so I got it in three. And how many did you get it? And I know I'm wrecking their heads like, but, you know, at
1: least it's only once a day. Yeah, at least it's just once a day. Exactly. So the ultimate question, guys, um, do you think it's short lived? Ronan, what do you think?
0: I I have a feeling it's going to be a, a bit of a fad. I mean, Somebody has estimated that the dictionary of words he uses is about 3,000 in other words he, he knocked it down, took out a lot of the complex words that you might find in the English language um and if you look at that doing that one today obviously theoretically it might give you a lifespan of 10 years but i I would say to be honest doing doing it every day it'll it'll run out of steam a bit like a lot of fads that that uh, happened over the years but I could be wrong about this I mean you know, who who plays the the ice bucket challenge or the six degrees of Kevin Bacon anymore any Yay. of the viral viral challenges that happened before they sort of die to death. They have a natural life and, and the, the internet will move on to the next thing. Very restless beast.
1: But I do think, and maybe Stephanie might agree with me with this one, I've missed a couple of days of Wordle, but actually it is just a lovely three, four, five minutes by yourself. So I think it's going to actually maybe outlive the viral challenge that it is and people might incorporate it into their day or week like they do a crossword or, you know. I think
2: the the tedium of You know all the cleverness of me will will die down but i know that i'll still be like as long as this website i can definitely see myself doing this for the next 10 years (laughs) and i sometimes still do six degrees of kevin bacon you know (laughs) but not with kevin bacon but you know if i'm just walking sometimes i'll be like i'll pick two people and i'll see how those two people are connected in a six degrees of kevin bacon kind of way
0: let's say i don't die in a in a in a crash with bigger stars than me and i actually get an obituary i've lately thought that it probably is going to read actor kevin bacon dead no Oscars, but at least he has a game named after him. The Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. In case you haven't heard of this game, the idea is that any actor al- alive or dead can be connected to me through our work in six steps or less. And I'm going to give so you So
2: there, a there are some people, you know, there are some people who probably in the world are still keeping Tamagotchis alive. Yeah. There'll always be a few of us who get such joy out of this that we will just continue to do it privately. And four years from now, I will tweet my wordle. <laughs> and people would be like, oh, God, what Stephanie, still, we've all moved on. And I'd be like, nope, still me, got it in
1: <laughs> The nostalgia of Stephanie Prysner's Twitter feed. Uh, Ronan, <laughs> it's eight years, nine years now since Flappy Bird. Are you still playing Flappy Bird?
0: I don't know if I even ever played Flappy Bird beyond the first day myself. And I know that the creator of Flappy Bird was overwhelmed by his own success. He wasn't making any money out of it. It was a free app. That appeared on the app stores way back when, and it was such a simple game that people took it up. A bit like, a bit like Wordle, you know. It was undemanding. You you pressed one button to keep a a bird aloft uh, in a in a sort of a a scrolling tunnel, and it went absolutely crazy. Everybody was talking about it. I'm sure it was talked about on talk shows and all that sort of stuff. But I think it died a death after about. I don't know two or three months and there was obviously a huge amount of clones people trying to make money out of it but no i'm not still playing floppy bird and i doubt very much if any of our listeners are still at it but it just goes to show the nature of virality virality that people will, will quickly move on to the next thing
2: We're back now with something that may explain any odd behavior you've seen on the streets recently the smash hit mobile game app pokemon go has only been on for a few days but it's already got millions following their smartphones to the most random places and police fear possibly into harm's
1: way. Ronan, were you actually, were you a fan of Pokemon Go or were your, were your kids fans of Pokemon Go? My,
0: my son still plays Pokemon Go. Shout wow. out to Jack. He's one of a hardcore, I think. I mean, obviously it was played in the absolute millions when it first came out. Was it 2016? I think 2016, it yeah, you would see hordes of teenagers, hordes of adults even roaming up and down the streets, looking in in odd locations for for rare Pokemon. And I think I caught, caught the, the public's imagination trying to get people out walking. And I had a, a very a noble, a noble goal, if you like. But it's still going, and it's still making money as well. People people can still play Pokemon, and and you would see that the community is is a fraction of what it used to be. But it's still going; but it's still it's, there; it's still being developed by its its uh, creators.
1: So we do still get some of this great crack with these viral games and fads and challenges and memes. Without getting too you know in depth into the psyche of it, uh, Stephanie, what do you think it is in the human nature that that has these things, that gets us all involved in these memes and these viral games as a community?
2: Um, I'm not quite sure if it's, I think around the puzzle thing, it's that our brains love to do a bit of work. Like we love to, you know, people love jigsaw puzzles just for the sake of it. There's something very, very satisfying in it. And then, There's very few things, I know like we're all so connected on social media, but there are very few things that gather us all at the same time. Like we can all be on Facebook, but are we all on Facebook talking about the same thing or are we all, so it's when, when big things happen and they're generally like news stories that everyone can gather around. But then there are these little viral moments that go, whether it's the guy who slipped on the ice, there's like who, you know, that was more than 10 years ago, but we all still know it. The guy who slipped on the ice, we have you know, Gangnam style cats playing. Yeah, Gangnam style cats playing pianos. Charlie bit my finger. It's just something that brings us a little bit of joy. They're called glimmers. They're, well, there's what there's one psychologist who calls them glimmers. Glimmers, just like tiny little moments of happiness in the day that kind of fill you up and are much more satisfying than even like a large happy moment that has happened in your life. They just get you through the day. It's something to connect with people about. It's something fun and light and not too serious. And I think that's what allows them to be really, really shareable. And you want to pass that glimmer on to someone else.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking of the famous dress photo that we all shared. Was it white and gold? Was it black and blue? And, you know, you were sharing that on WhatsApp with your friends and your family. And it had had granny at the age of 85 texting back as well as, you know, your niece that's 16 years of age. It really kind of got people together. I've been challenged by uh, several Americans to uh, bring awareness to the ALS campaign. Woody Johnson, uh, our daughter Jenna Bush Hager, Coach Jim Harbaugh, and recently Roy McIlroy. Now, to you all who've challenged me, I do not think it's presidential uh, for me to be splashed with ice water, so I'm simply going to write you a check. Ow!
0: That check is for me. I don't want
1: to ruin my hairstyle. Uh, now it's my privilege to challenge uh, my friend Bill Clinton uh, to the ALS challenge. The the ice bucket challenge was another one. Ronan, did you ever get involved with the ice bucket challenge?
0: <laughs> Not personally. I know relatives who did it and posted on Facebook, and I, and I hope he, people did it maybe for a charity sense mm-hmm. as well. I mean, it was obviously the sense that you would you would uh, get people to to donate money and so on. Personally, I didn't. But I, I know plenty of people who did and, and good luck to them. But also, as Stephanie says, it was, a you know, it was a communal thing, a, a little moment of joy in your lifetime to see people doing something so so silly and yet so fun.
1: Yeah, I, I actually, as all in the name of research, I Found myself in a rabbit hole of um, Harlem Shake videos at, before we logged on today. Uh, oh, yeah. 2020, tw- 2012, I can't believe it, 10 years ago now. And everyone had their video phones out and they were all um, videoing real kind of that those happy moments of Harlem Shake. Do you think these are the distractions that we need now, Stephanie, after almost two years in a pandemic? These lighter moments, it's almost kind of what's getting people through their day.
2: Definitely. Like I spend so much time on Instagram looking at people I don't know doing these sort of crazy little dances you know these things go viral so a song will go viral and there's a dance that goes with it and there's just something very very satisfying about seeing all different people doing the same dance to the same thing for like 10 seconds it makes you feel like you're in a sort of a global flash mob like even remember when people did that planking thing where people would just lie down very, very flat yeah. in strange faces and take pictures of it. I just still think that those things, they're just so bizarre. And I love when we can like not take ourselves too seriously because I'm naturally like a very serious person. I don't find like, I'm not frivolous or sort of wacky or zany in any way. And I can find that sort of fun difficult. So when organized, like once it's sort of like organized instruction, it's like, this is what you have to do. You have to do this dance. For these 10 seconds and put it online and then you're part of something that's organizedly frivolous then I can totally get on board with that and that's why I love it because it's predictable.
1: I actually I did forget about that viral of the planking I actually totally forgot about that one. So I guess guys to wrap up Ronan can you remember if the dress was white and gold or black and blue for you?
0: I, I was there ever an explanation
1: for why I, people found it no, different, Uh, uh
0: and, and I don't know. And, and the answer is I'm going to go for white and gold because <laughs> uh, maybe I'm colorblind or something like that. I, I really don't I,
1: know. I think what it does, though, is it proves that it was a moment in time, really. And we can't really remember what the result of it was, but we enjoyed it at the time. Stephanie, what do you think? White and gold or black and blue? I could see I could see both of them
2: once I like once I knew that it was both. Initially, I'd seen black and gold and then couldn't understand how anyone was seeing anything else. And then the white and blue one, when I saw, it, when I was told it was white and blue. And these things come up a lot. You know, there's like, are you hearing someone say Brandon or are you hearing someone say Carly? Like Those two things are so different. But once you know it's both, I can kind of switch my mind into seeing both of them, um, which was bizarre because other people just couldn't. But I think there was actually an explanation as to why people saw that dress differently.
1: It might have been, I, I kind of, Vaguely remember scanning paragraphs about some sort of science of the eye, but I think I was just more in- interested to see if I would notice to see it as black and blue or white and gold. And I think I yeah. was a black and blue person. It's it's about perceived color being informed by your perception of lighting. And the image
2: of the dress was taken on a phone, and you couldn't really tell was it taken in dark or taken in light. Whereas if you, when they put, I saw like experiments done. Whereas if when you saw the dress. Taken, edited so that it you your brain knew that it was taken outside. You could see it as white and gold, and when you saw uh, and and when you could definitely see that it was nighttime, it saw you saw it the way it was meant to
1: be. I think what we need is a podcast on the dress and everything around that dress and what the colours were and what it all meant. But one thing's for sure, um, guys. I think. I'll definitely still be enjoying Wordle in a few months time, hopefully. And just a big thank you to the two of you for joining us on what was a bit of a lighter podcast, which was very enjoyable. Thanks. Thank you. My thanks to Wordle superfan Stephanie Prysner and Irish independent gaming critic Ronan Price. I'm Denise Callinan and today's episode of Indo Daily, that's D-A-I-L-Y, was produced by Siobhan Maguire, researched by Tabitha Monaghan, recorded by Gavin Hennessy and sound designed by John Smith. The archive clips were from independent.ie, RTE, Bloomberg and NBC. If you enjoy the Indo Daily, don't forget to like, follow and leave us a review.